Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. November is National Eye Donor Awareness Month, and Northeast Ohio has enjoyed a long, rich history of service and innovation when it comes to supporting those who experience issues with sight. At the center of the eye healthcare community has been the Cleveland Eye Bank Foundation. Once known as the Cleveland Eye Bank, they were instrumental in groundbreaking achievements that have improved or restored sight for thousands of people in Northeast Ohio and across the country. Hi, you're listening to episode 83 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. I'm so pleased to be joined by Debbie Mae Johnson, the executive director of the Cleveland iBank Foundation, who is celebrating 63 years of service to an able site through vision research funding, along with professional and community education. Fundraising efforts by the Cleveland iBank Foundation supports research which accelerates cures for some of the most critical eye diseases, including age-related macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, and glaucoma. The effects of blindness may likely touch someone you know or love. Debbie, thanks so much for being here and taking time to share the remarkable story of the Cleveland Eye Bank Foundation. We are certainly fortunate to have such a wonderful resource uh, for eye care in Cleveland. The original Cleveland Eye Bank was formed way back in 1958, and I was surprised to find out that the first cornea transplant was performed in 1945. Wow. Can you talk about that first cornea transplant and how it led to the creation of the Cleveland Eye Bank? Sure. Thank you for having the Cleveland Eye Bank Foundation, Colleen. At the time, there was actually only one eye bank in this country, and it was in New York, New York City. And Dr. Charles Thomas from University Hospitals went there. He performed the first corneal transplant in 1945 at University Hospitals. But as he was visiting New York's eye bank, they really asked uh, him to start an eye bank west of the Allegheny Mountains. And so in 1958, the first eye bank in this area was started. It was called the Central Eye Bank for Sight Restoration. That was created. And then in 1964, our name was changed to the Cleveland Eye Bank. And so within the first 10 years, I think there were 75 corneal transplants that were done per year. And then, of course, eye banking grew beyond that uh, as more eye banks were needed throughout the region and corneal transplants became very, very common. In those early days when you received a corneal transplant, you were in the hospital as opposed today when it's an outpatient surgery. You go in, you have the corneal transplant, you go home, your eye is patched, you're given some drops, you come back and see your surgeon on the next day. So things have changed and we can attribute all of that due to the great research that has been done and what has been learned 
that we have perfected this type of treatment for corneal blindness. You're exactly right. Last week, I shared that my husband had a cornea transplant, and I was shocked that it was an outpatient. And he came home with the patch and the protective covering, and it was amazing how precise everything was and how thought out. Once cornea transplantation became more standardized, the need, obviously, to educate Ohioans about cornea donation and the gift of sight became an issue. How did the Cleveland Eye Bank achieve the level of awareness we now have? Like I said in the open, so many people are affected by eye disease and they're aware of cornea transplants. Back in the 90s, uh, the Cleveland Eye Bank really saw the need for doing professional education as well as public education. And so there were two hospital development coordinators that were hired at the time, and they worked with the hospitals. And at that time, hospital personnel were trained to ask the family about uh, eye donation. That no longer is the case. But those individuals also were responsible for informing the public. And uh, the Cleveland Eye Bank at that time worked very closely with LifeBank in doing different types of promotions, so people were aware of the importance of eye, organ, and tissue donation, and that has continued throughout the years. Back in the early days, you would mention donation, and people would be very frightened about it, like it's from a horror movie, and now it's very commonplace, and people really see this as a treatment for corneal blindness. Organ transplants are miraculous in themselves, but to restore somebody's vision, That's dramatic. That's absolutely dramatic. Just being personally touched by it, I'm so overwhelmed by how the gift of a cornea donor really affects people's lives. It's it's really life changing. Let's fast forward a little bit and bring us to current events. The Cleveland Eye Bank Foundation works with the Cleveland Clinical Eye Institute, University Hospitals Eye Institute, and Akron Children's Hospital Vision Center. And you really finance many of the research projects that these organizations are conducting. Can you share a little bit of those projects that these fine organizations are working on? Absolutely. Back in 2012, the Cleveland Eye Bank merged with a eye bank up in Michigan and had a local presence. And at the time, our board of directors wanted to keep all of the assets from the original eye bank from 1958 here and formed the Cleveland Eye Bank Foundation, whose mission is to support research, public and professional education in terms of combating different types of visual diseases that cause blindness. And the hope is that uh, supporting through our grants that we can find a treatment or a cure for many of these blinding eye diseases. We are local, we support local, we work with the clinic, Cole Eye Institute, with University Hospitals Eye Institute, and we have just added Akron Children's Vision Center. Many of the diseases that you mentioned early on, Colleen, that are many times age-related, we really saw the need that there are many children's vision diseases where children are born blind, they have some type of disease where there's no cure, and Akron Children's Vision Center has a great program under the direction of Dr. Hurdle 
They are really innovative. And so we are supporting them through our grant program also. Um, It's very exciting to be able to support these researchers that are local in the hopes that they will find innovative treatments, prevention, and cures for many of these blinding eye diseases. And it will happen right here in Northeast Ohio. To me, Debbie, that's what's so inspiring and exciting. We always say we're so blessed to have such a wealth of resources here, and we truly are. And for eye care, it's really one of the centers in the nation. So it's a very exciting time to be in Cleveland and to hear that some of these diseases will be eradicated in our lifetime because of the research these organizations are doing, but they're funded through the Cleveland Eye Bank Foundation. Exactly. I just wanted to mention just some of the projects that we have funded through the years. um, And we're very excited because the researchers are going to be presenting to us at the end of this year any new discoveries and published works that they have through our support. So we're excited to see what has happened in this last year. But just to cite one of our projects that were funded by the Cleveland Eye Bank Foundation was the CPTS, the Cornea Preservation Time Study by Dr. Jonathan Lass at University Hospitals. And this is really the first of its kind study using donor corneas to see if they can be held or not transplanted within the eight days to see if they can go beyond that. And his study lasted several years, included many of the eye banks around the country. And the impact is what he found was that corneas can be stored for up to 11 days now and still really result in successful transplants. And that's important to know because corneas, you know, as they are tried to be transplanted locally, they really are sent all over the country and quite honestly, all over the world where people do not have a formalized eye bank system. And so that allows corneas to travel that distance and allow them to be transplanted. And we're funding a current research project of Dr. Lass's in terms of people that are diabetic and are donors and what that impact will be on those corneas. So uh, that study will be four years, and so we'll be anxious to see how that turns out also. So anyone that is interested to know what we are supporting can go to our website. We have all of the studies listed there, the kind of research and the discoveries that have been done. Many of those individuals have been published. Uh, We were very excited last year. We had a virtual vision research symposium and had all of our researchers who presented published in Ophthalmology Times, which is a global magazine for sight. And we will be doing that research symposium again in February, tentatively February 15th, but the date is not firm. But again, we will have local researchers who have been supported by the Cleveland Eye Bank Foundation presenting the work in terms of their discoveries for different vision loss. And that includes work on the retina, uh, diabetic retinopathy, glaucoma, AMD, uh, macular degeneration, age-related types of things, as well as we will have researchers present their vision research with children, which we're so excited to hear. 
But people can go to our website, which is www.cleyebankfoundation.org. And you can read all about the research that's being done here in Northeast Ohio. Debbie, thank you so much. I can't tell you how uplifting this is. I'm always fascinated by what we're doing, especially with cornea and eye donation. It's such a huge gift. And as I mentioned previously, you have a very small percentage that you're going to be an organ donor, a little larger one that you're going to be a tissue donor, but you have a great chance at being a cornea donor. When you register on the Ohio Donor Registry, And giving the gift of sight is so profound. It truly changes lives. Absolutely. Again, it's uh, November's National Eye Donor Awareness Month. It's so important. If you have not signed up to become an eye donor, uh, please do. And can be an eye donor, obviously, for transplant. And it's just the cornea that is removed. But what is so desperately needed is for people to sign up to give their eyes for research. It is through the the eyes that are donated at the time of someone's death that many of these discoveries are found. And so please consider becoming an eye organ and tissue donor, of course. So thank you so much, Colleen, for having the Cleveland Eye Bank Foundation on your podcast. Debbie, thank you for all your work that you've done. Such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course, always on lifebank.org slash resources. We encourage you to subscribe and we invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it.